Good morning. Invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, for our exhortation this morning. Matthew 5, verse 9. This is one of the Beatitudes. Our Lord Jesus says these words to us. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. This is God's word for us. Well, the Beatitudes describe with simplicity and clarity the various blessings of the Christian life. And we should keep in mind that the Beatitudes are not commands, they are descriptive. They're descriptive of these people that Jesus calls to himself, and then he shapes within them these kinds of characteristics. This is a picture of what Jesus' disciples are to be like. And we grow into these descriptions as the Spirit of God works within us. And so they aren't technically uh, commands, but they do set forth for us the kind of life that we should seek after and grow in. And so certainly this uh, beatitude makes a priority for us in the pursuit of peace, which is a very important priority in the Christian life, is that we are those that pursue peace and make peace. Now, since our Lord Jesus is God incarnate and always speaks truth, then you know if if he says that this is the blessed life, then this is the blessed life. The way of peace, the way of making peace, is a way of blessing, as all the Beatitudes are as well. So we're going to talk about peacemaking briefly this morning, but I also want to, by way of contrast, note the things that Jesus does not say our blessings, or part of the blessed life. Our Lord does not say, blessed are the peace breakers. There is no blessing found in disrupting peace and causing quarrels. We do not find the scriptures saying, blessed are the fighters, the brawlers, the arguers, the verbal combatants. On the contrary, Scripture warns against such behavior. It associates starting fights with being a fool. Proverbs 20, verse 3 says, It is honorable for a man to stop striving, since any fool can start a quarrel. It does not take any skill, any wisdom, or any love to start fights. It is built in as a skill you have as a fallen sinner. That is not hard, but you need wisdom and love to make peace. So we do not find blessing in peace-breaking. And by peace-breaking, of course, I don't mean confrontation. Biblical confrontation is a very important part of making peace, in fact. There are right ways to go about such loving confrontation. And so whenever you have fights, you have either one or both parties seeking some kind of sinful motivation. As James 4 says, why do you have fights amongst you? It's because you lust and you do not have, and so you fight to get what you do not have and what you want. So either one or both parties are perhaps at fault in that fight. So Jesus does not say, blessed are the peace breakers. Also, our Lord does not say, blessed are the peace fakers. By peace faker, we mean someone who pretends there is peace when there really is no peace. It is a kind of insincerity when, in our relationships, we pretend like everything's okay, and we even talk to somebody like everything's great, when in fact we harbor hatred and bitterness against them in our hearts. That's an 
insincerity. The Bible actually calls it flattery. It's a good thing when we can speak loving and kind words to others if they are spoken in sincerity. But it's flattery when we don't really mean it. In Psalm 12, the wicked are actually described as those who flatter with their lips, and yet they have a double heart. There's a double motivation. They actually hate, but they say they love. Psalm 12, verse 2, they speak idly, everyone with his neighbor, with flattering lips and a double heart they speak. And so we are called to speak in sincerity. We're called to speak in truth. Now, it may be that we can overlook an offense and we can truly, sincerely express loving and kind words. That is good. But what I'm saying is, if our words are not reflections of our hearts, we have a problem and we are peace faking. Also, our Lord does not say, blessed are the conflict avoiders. No doubt we should not be those that seek out fights. We're not looking for a fight. We're not looking to create a quarrel. We should be known as those that are peaceable people, but that doesn't mean people that never have a conflict. If we never, ever have a disagreement, it might be because we are avoiding the problem rather than addressing it. And what I mean by a conflict avoider is somebody who is so passive such that they will not lovingly deal with a real issue. They are passive out of fear. They are passive out of a lack of love. And they do not engage in the making of peace when they have an opportunity to do so. They avoid the problem. And so what our Lord says, he doesn't say any of those three categories. Our Lord says, blessed are the peacemakers. This is more than someone who just avoids conflict. This is somebody that contributes actively to the cessation of hostilities. They are instrumentally used by God to make peace where there was not peace. Now, when we make peace, we are more and more like our Lord Jesus Christ because he is the one who is known as the Prince of Peace. Our Lord Jesus establishes peace between us and God the Father. He breaks down the wall of hostility that has been erected by our sin. He is the ultimate peacemaker. Through his death and his resurrection, he declares to the world peace on earth because of what he has done. Jesus is the ultimate peacemaker. And part of Jesus' aim in making peace between God and man is also to make peace between man and man. To make peace between a sinful, divided, hostile humanity. That's what his church is meant to be a reflection of, is all these people that have been brought together in loving harmony with one another. And we know that that doesn't uh, happen without some fits and starts and some conflicts along the way. It's not all perfect from the get-go. But it does mean that we as Christ's people are meant to reflect his peacemaking activities and to take part in those peacemaking activities by pursuing and making peace with one another. So, brothers and sisters, we are called to actively engage in the process of making peace. We are called to sacrificially lay aside our lack of love, our fears, our bitterness, our apathy, or anything else that gets in the way of making peace. Now, in our time of confession, we... 
we may confess any of these wrong ways of handling relationships that I've described. It might be that the Lord uh, speaks to you on any of those matters. On the other hand, it may be something else entirely outside of the category of peacemaking. Uh, That is why we have this time of confession is that we can bring before the Lord anything that is laid upon our hearts since the Holy Spirit uh, convicts us and teaches us about these things. Now, whatever it is today, brothers and sisters, know that as we come to confess our sins, we come to the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. And the blood of Jesus Christ washes away all our guilty stains. Our robes are made white in the blood of the Lamb. And so we can come with humble confidence to confess our sins now. And I invite you to uh, kneel with me uh, in humility before our, our God, and we will say this prayer of confession together, found in the bulletin. Righteous God, if your mercy had bounds, who could stand before you? We come before you with sins unnumbered in our thoughts and actions, in our words and attitudes. We have not loved you with our whole heart, and we have not loved our neighbor as we ought. Merciful Father, We have no merit of our own, no works which will commend us to you. We praise you that where our sin abounded, your grace much more abounds. Our only hope is in the cross of Jesus Christ, in his death and resurrection. By your Holy Spirit, grant us grace to trust him more. Amen. Let us take a moment now to confess our own sins before the Lord.